Blog Talk Radio. Well, good afternoon, Miss Kara. Hi, Janice. How are you doing? I am doing outstanding. I have been uh, just, uh, you know, watching The Voice, of course, and, and really, your story, your story is quite fascinating. As I've told many people, we have been interviewing contestants from The Voice since the very first season it, it started, and everybody, of course, has an interesting story, but yours is even more fascinating to me. Um, first, I want to say, of course, you're on Team John Legend, and that's I don't even have words. To, uh, tell me how what it's like being on his team. Oh, my gosh. Team Legend is such a, a thrill. I look up to Coach John Legend, and I've been a fan of his for, like, over a decade. Um, he's so talented. He's so accomplished. Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony Award winning coach. It's it's a total it's, – it's an education and a master class, and um, – I also don't really have the words for it. It's like I feel everything at the same time. I'm just so thrilled. Had you ever seen him in concert before now? Um, I never, No, I've never seen him live. Um, <laughs> my parents saw him in Rhode Island last year, though, or two years ago. It's fantastic. Um, and I know he has a Vegas residency, so maybe I'll have to pop out and and get some inspiration from my coach. You should. And I'm here in Vegas, yeah. so you can just drop by the station and see us, too. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> oh, that, that would be a lot of fun. Well, now, um, one of the many reasons that I was so interested in your story, you mentioned your parents. Your dad, of course, is uh, Governor Daniel McKee, the 76th governor of Rhode Island. And people would naturally assume uh, a lot of people, well, her dad's the governor, so she probably has these superpowers to help her, <laughs> to help her along the way into this crazy world of entertainment. And, but in your case, is, is that true or not so much? I think just like anybody that grows up with supportive parents that, that you know, I count my blessings every day for such a supportive family. And my parents are the most supportive, but no, there's no, there's no connection between um, my dad's my dad's day job and this pursuit of mine for music, other than just like the standard really supportive dad. Oh, that is so sweet, though. That's really cool. <laughs> well, now your journey to get on the voice on the voice has not been an easy one. I understand that you auditioned for 10 years? I mean, was that 10-year time span, was that auditioning specifically for The Voice or for other big TV talented talent shows, I should say? Yeah, that's so true. So, um, but I, The Voice was my focus. I really enjoy the show because when you watch the show, it gives you, like, makes you feel good. They really pump up the contestants and shine want them to shine in the best light as compared to other TV shows that may thrive on, you know, drama or, um, or or not necessarily focused on talent the whole time. The voice really does. So I really love that about this show, The Voice. Mm-hmm. So um, I think I did an audition for American Idol at one point too, but um, that, was, that was just a one-time thing and the experience of auditioning was totally different. And I did enjoy the, the process of auditioning for The Voice. But I, I, um, I studied finance in college, and I spent 15 years building my corporate career, um, and we can talk more about that later. But over the last 10 years or so, I was just really craving um, 
more attention to music and wanting to just wake up every day and focus on music solely with like no guilt and no other distractions. And um, with my day job being the, the my focus, it was it was hard to justify taking a week to um, to just pursue music without like a real ironclad reason, you know. So that was the driving force of auditioning for The Voice because it just seemed like a great opportunity if if I made it that far to just focus 100% on music and be surrounded by people who love singing and love music as much as I do. And that was the driving force. So. Yeah, I auditioned like 10 times. I made it through various stages each time. So I went to those open calls pre-pandemic where thousands of people show up at a stadium and wait for hours and you sing for 20 seconds and they say, okay, thanks for coming, but no thank you. And then, but that was a fun experience anyways. And my, um, like I traveled a little bit for that too, just for the fun of it. My brother and I went to Nashville for an open call. I waited, I sang 20 seconds, I got cut and then we went honky-tonking. My mom drove down with me to Philadelphia one year. We went on like a hop-on, hop-off tour of Philadelphia and had a nice dinner after I, I, I didn't make the cut. So I, I've, I've been trying at this for a long time. <laughs> yes. I just love your, your tenacity of not giving up, and that's very encouraging for people out there to know that you just kept going, just kept going. So what do, what do you think it was about this time, the audition, it was, uh, before we saw you on the blind auditions, um, what songs did, did you sing to, to nail it this time? Oh, sure. So um, so this time around, I think I do think that the songs I sang as part of my audition, because there are several rounds of auditions, right, before you make it to um, the televised part. Um, and I think I know myself better as an artist today than I did 10 years ago, so I think that definitely helps. Um, and I also think it's a mindset thing because I had already made the decision um, about a year ago. I made a decision to resign from my job to pursue music in every opportunity that came my way. And the voice was not on my radar at that point because I had just gotten cut from the running of season 21. Um, I decided to just go for it and chase down every musical opportunity that I could. And then it was a month after I resigned from my job that the producers reached out and asked if I would, they said they wanted to get me back in the running for season 22 and asked if, if I would be interested. I said, sure, I'll give it one more shot. So when they, um, when, when they reached out, I, um, I was really like enjoying singing a lot of uh, Bob Dylan and Grateful Dead songs. So I, I auditioned with, um, Bob Dylan, uh, A Bucket of Rain by Bob Dylan. Um, I did a Grateful Dead song, which was Broke Down Palace. And, um, I did have, Woodstock in the mix for my audition songs, but the way I perform Woodstock live with my guitar is more the Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young version, and um, by the time I got to the stage to audition for the the coaches, I had um, worked with the band, the very, very, very talented band at The Voice. Wow, those musicians that will blow your mind, and we worked um, the Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young version with the original Joni Mitchell version and found like a really cool blend of the two. And I wish I had shown more on TV, but I'm so proud of um, that, that arrangement that we came up with. Well, it took a lot of effort, but hey, here you are. You've made it and you're on Team Legend. But I understand that you have also, prior to The Voice, that you have sang for a lot of famous people. Give us a list <laughs> of some of the people you've sang for. That's true. I've had some fun experiences over the years. When I was in sixth grade, 
Um, I went to New York to watch the Rosie, a taping of the Rosie O'Donnell show with my best friends, and we ended up singing to Rosie O'Donnell. So that was kind of fun as an 11-year-old. And then um, when in 2008, I was I had the opportunity to sing the national anthem for Michelle Obama, which was wonder a wonderful experience. So those were those were two notable experiences over the years. Oh my goodness! I mean, serenading Rosie O'Donnell and then. National Anthem for the First Lady. That, yeah, those are quite... And now The Voice. Look at you. You're still at it. <laughs> yes. It's been a fun ride. Who knows what happens next, but you gotta, you got to enjoy each moment as it comes. You know, Janice? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, now, um, you know, as, as we all know, that The Voice uh, takes contestants as young as 15 and up and mm-hmm. and you know we'll just say that you are a seasoned age you're not definitely not old for sure you're 37 I mean that's printed but I mean you're of course you're still young you're still beautiful and very talented obviously but was there ever you know along the way these last decade out these auditions did you ever go well you know maybe this is not going to happen maybe I should have if I could have done this one in my 20s did those kind of thoughts ever come into mind well, first of all, thank you for the compliments. I appreciate that. Well, it's true. <laughs> um, and, yeah, it, it, I don't know, yes yes, and no. So um, when it comes to the TV show, I'm de- definitely there's like a small group of, of people that I'm going to use your word season, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it was really lovely to get to know those um, more mature singers. But um, everybody on the show is so mind-blowingly talented. I mean, you look at somebody like, Parajita Gastola, who's 17 years old, got a four-chair turn and has so much maturity and soul in her voice, and she's just a wonderful person, and I get to know her as a 17-year-old. Um, so in that regard, like, music brings everybody together in so many ways, and whether you're 17 like Parajita or 37 like me, I mean, 20 years separate us. It's just, I look up to her. Um as a singer, so I'm not getting emotional thinking about that now, but um, I think that there's no age that, it, it, it shouldn't matter, right, because if, if you chase the dream today, you chase the dream today, and the only thing that is different is if in 10 years from now, you chase the dream in 10 years from now, the only thing that's different is that you're 10 years older, so I don't think there's anything, such thing as too late, and it was um, a a pretty big leap of faith at 36 years old to leave a career that I had spent 15 years building um, in the hopes of pursuing music in a more meaningful way. And I'm one year into a fully dedicated life towards music, so I'm very early on in my music career when you look at it that way. Um, so, yeah, I think that it's, it's never too late, and the music is such a wonderful unifier, and... Um, it doesn't matter whether you're 17 or 37 or 87. I hope to still be making music when I'm 97, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I understand that your grandmother is also uh, a musician. She plays piano, is it? Yes, my <laughs> grandmother is 94, and she's a wonderful piano oh, player. Oh, gosh. Yes. Oh, well, now that's an inspiration all in, within itself right there. Well, yes. I have two last questions here. Watching the voice all these years in your living room or wherever you are, and then now actually performing, is it more challenging once you are there on the stage? Is it everything you thought it would be, or is it more overwhelming when you're 
there, cameras, the millions of people. What what is that? <laughs> what is that lively night that you're actually doing it? The experience is the thrill of the lifetime and way overwhelming. And uh, the, the cameras were one thing, like that was something that was way out of my comfort zone. But the other thing that really struck me is that the talent on this season is mind-blowing. And I feel very comfortable with what I can do as a vocalist. Like, it's I have this compact range, and I like to sing stories that I believe in and lyrics that I believe in and tell you a story. And so that's how I feel like. That's my comfort zone as a singer. Um, and every single person on the show can do that. And they have an extra two actors on me and can do all the runs. And they all write their own songs as well and play instruments. So I think that aspect really, I, I was expecting to be surrounded by magnificent singers. And it really blew my mind, the talent. Um, so the the experience out there was really like trying to focus on just staying true to myself um, and not try to be anybody else. Because like you said, you know, I'm a seasoned singer at 37. Um, it, it, you can be knocked, knocked off your game a little bit by like, just see, I was a, a genuine fan of, of all the other people on the show. So just like not trying to be anybody else, just be myself. Well, you of course will be back in action with the rest of uh, your cast mates, members, contestants on Monday night, the 10th. What are you going yes. to do over the weekend? Tell us what are your weekend plans. Oh, I'm so happy you asked. Well, this weekend I'll be up in um, in Harvard Square, uh, just outside of Boston in Cambridge. Um, another castmate, Kara Brindisi, she's on Team Gwen. She was 45 minutes away from us, for me, and we've been working on a set together. So we're playing a show together in Harvard Square um, as part of their Oktoberfest, and that's um, – a stage sponsored by Club Passim, which is a wonderful listening room, historic, like Bob Dylan, Joan Baez sang at Club Passim in the 60s, and it's my home base for my family band. We love singing at Club Passim, so we'll be playing their um, their stage in Harvard Square this weekend, and oh, I'm going to be doing a duo set with Kara Brindisi from Team One, which oh, I'm really excited about. That's really cool that uh, former, you know, contestants are working together and oh, yeah. friendship, bondship, music, musicianship, I'm trying to say here. So uh, yes. how can people say hello? How can people just find you? What do they need to do? The best, the best way to contact me, I hope everybody listening has an Instagram account. That's, uh, social media is so overwhelming, so I've been focusing just on one spot. Um, Instagram, so find me um, by looking up Kara McKee, K-A-R-A-M-C-K-E-E. My um, Instagram handle is Ramble on Rosemere, which is a um, ode to my family band, Rosemere Road, R-O-S-E-M-E-R-E Road. That's the name of the street that our parents raised our, uh, my grandmother raised our parents on. Um, and the Instagram is really where I'm posting all the behind-the-scenes stuff from the show and um, anticipation for the battle rounds and where I will be continuing to post about my music endeavors. Excellent. Well, Kara, you have been such a delight. As I said, when I saw your story, I said, oh, yeah, this is a good, inspiring, motivational story for our listeners. And you are such a delight, such a talented young lady. Thank you so much for chatting with me. And we'll see what happens. See you in action on Monday night on The Voice. Thank you. Thank you so much, Janice. Okay, and have fun this weekend in Boston. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com.